Hey, this is Pastor Rob Miller from Reclamation Church. Just want to say thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We pray that this message is completely life-giving and life-changing and that you take the blessing of the Word of God with you everywhere you go this week and pour into somebody else around you. Be blessed as you listen to this week's message. Amen. Y'all look amazing today. Welcome to Reclamation Church. I am pumped to be up here, to be with you, to worship with you all. Amen. Anybody else? Look, I, I told our... I told, thank you. I told our serve rally this morning, all of our volunteers, we were here. I was like, look, I'm, I'm like on four shots of espresso right now. So I need some like, y'all going to have to get on me, get, get, get up with me on my level, like shoot some, some spiritual caffeine right now. Is that, a, is that a thing? Can we do that? All right. Hey, look, we're back in church. We're not doing the drive-ins. So, so we can, I, I can't hear the honking of the horn in here. So I, I've got to hear the, look, I've got to hear the amens. I've got to hear the hallelujahs. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, so good to see you, be with you today. How about 2020, huh? Uh, I also told this with our volunteers this morning. How many of y'all have had, like, your plans completely 2020 this year? It's a, it's a verb now. I'm verbing it. 2020'd. Hashtag 2020'd. Like, we were supposed to go, like, y'all know me. We were supposed to go to Disney back in April. That didn't happen. Right? I turned 33 this year. You know, the Lord laid down his life at 33, so I was wanting to go big. Right? Hashtag 2020'd. My wife had her birthday. I'm not going to say her age. My wife had her birthday this year. So we wanted to go all big, right? 2020. How many of y'all have had your plans completely just 2020? Right? And, and it's just been a long year. We've gone through January, March, April. January, February was pretty good, right? It was pretty good. March came and, and like things just started going downhill. How many of y'all are just in the valley right now? It's just me, right? But here's what I want to encourage. If anything, I want today to be a word of encouragement for you. Because this word has been encouraging to me. And I don't know about you, but you might be in the valley. But it's in the valley of the shadow of death that I find my shepherd with me. It's in the valley that I hear and feel the breath of God from the four corners, bringing life again, and not just bringing life to the dry bones, but raising a mighty army. So I don't know about you, you might be in a valley today, Right? But my shepherd brings life and raises up mighty warriors. That doesn't get anybody else excited. Like, I'm excited about that. I'm telling y'all, y'all need to get up on my level because I'm on, I'm, on I'm on some good spiritual caffeine today. I'm pumped. I've been in the Word all this week. And it's like, this is, this is good stuff. This is going to be a great day. Look, go ahead and turn with me to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 to 31. We're going to have it up on the screen if you didn't bring your... Your Bibles, uh, you can also pull it up, hey, pull it up in your, in your smart fi- smartphone, smart device, uh, the Version Bible app. You can pull that up, go to the events. I actually prefer you to do this because you can, you can take notes. You can follow along with the message. It also gives you like a little bit of a motivation, like, ah, he's on his last point. A couple of y'all got that, right? But there's also a Bible study in there. You can take that Bible study with you 
and do it and reinforces everything that we're going to go over today. So go ahead and pull that up. Hey, 2020, right? It may, things, it may seem like things are falling apart, but I want to encourage you today. Things are just falling into place. It's a new season that is among us, upon us. And uh, I believe God's got great things in store for us. I, I love how Paul puts it in Hebrews 12. He says, let us run with perseverance. How many marathon runners do we have in here? I love y'all. My people. My people. Like half marathons. Anybody? We got one. Quarter marathons. What is that? Like six six miles? Something. Hey, where's my PT test, guys? Two miles and that's it. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Right? But hey, I love what Paul says. Run the race with perseverance. Have that endurance. Have that uh, uh, steadfastness, that, that desire to keep moving. And I was thinking about, you know, running a marathon. Let me rephrase. I was not thinking about running a marathon. I was thinking about how people run marathons, right? And and I've heard, because I don't have any experience with this, I've heard, right, that, uh, is is it 26.1 miles? 26.2? It's it's about 25 too far. Okay. Right, but but there's, there's this point where the runners hit a wall and they feel like they've got nothing left. Their, their, their muscles are, are just like done. Their breathing is, they're struggling. They're, they're having these issues, right? They hit the wall. And, and here's the thing. Sometimes we hit a wall spiritually. And, and, and this year has been, let's be honest, really draining. And some of us hit a wall back in, like, March. Some of us have been at the wall. Some of us are hitting the wall now. Some of y'all got some endurance, and you're like, bring on some more, which I'm praying for y'all. Right? Hey, July is here. Who knows what's in store this year? Nothing is surprising me anymore. Nothing. Because I know my God knows, and I know my God is constant, and I can just rest in Him. Amen? But but there's there's this point where we hit a wall. And here's the thing about runners running a marathon. They hit a wall, but they keep going. They keep moving. They keep moving their feet. They keep breathing. They keep pushing. Why? Because they know that at some point, something's going to kick in. And they call it a second wind. It's a phenomenon. Like, scientists can't even explain why it happens or how it happens or when it happens. It's completely random. It can be at, like, mile two, which would be, like, me, mile, like, a quarter and a half. Right? But sometimes it's mile two, sometimes it's mile 25. It's completely random when all of a sudden the second wind kicks in and they're like, oh, they've got this fresh energy. That they're, it's, it's all, it, they can just keep going, right? But here's the thing. When they hit the wall, they never stop and turn around and go back. When they hit the wall, they keep moving. And it's only when they keep moving, it's only when they keep up with the endurance and keep pursuing, pushing and pursuing, it's only as they are doing that the second wind comes. If they were to stop, there's never a second wind that comes. Are y'all with me? Keep pushing. Because it's only if you keep pushing that you'll receive that fresh wind, that fresh air, that second wind. Amen? So I want to encourage you guys, keep pushing. Keep moving. Our theme this year is what? Pursue. Right? Philippians. Forgetting what lies behind, I press on. 
toward the goal of the upper call of Jesus Christ. I keep going. I, I let go of all that lies behind. I let go of January. I let go of February. I let go of March, April, May, and June. I let it all go, and I keep pushing and, and, and knowing and have, having great expectations that God has so much more in store ahead of us. Amen? So we keep pushing. We keep pursuing and keep uh, dwelling in and, and having a steadfast and immovable spirit with the Spirit of God. Amen? Because here's the thing. It's in this season that the Spirit is telling you, you can do this. You can do it, George. You can keep on pushing. You can, because look, there's coming a day, and it's coming soon, that Jesus is going to come on those clouds and call up his church. And I would hate to give up now when I'm right at the finish line. When I'm almost there, I would hate to give up and just fall away. And so this is a great segue to our series that we're going to go into next week called Steadfast. Steadfast. Therefore, remain steadfast, immovable. Because there's coming a day when a lot of us are going to fall away. Paul even talks about it. A lot of people are just going to fall away from the faith. And so I want to encourage you, don't be deceived. Keep pushing. Be a part of the church. Be a part of the kingdom. Amen? Keep on pushing. Isaiah Chapter 40, verses 28 to 31 says, Don't you know? Don't you know? Haven't you heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, I love this, does not become weary or tired. That's a great teammate to have in my corner. He does not grow weary. He does not become tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives, I love this, he gives strength to the weary. How many of y'all are weary today? He gives strength to the weary and to them who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength and they will mount up with wings like eagles and they will run and not grow tired and they will walk and not become weary. I love this. Never once does that person stop. They will run or they will walk. It's only as we keep moving, keep moving forward, does that strength and endurance and that might come from God. Those who keep running and those who keep walking are the ones who receive the gift of strength and endurance. Amen? We need a fresh wind. How many of y'all need a fresh wind today? Amen. You need that second wind. We need a fresh wind, a second wind, a fresh wind of the Spirit that empowers us to go on, to keep pressing, to keep moving forward and again our theme this year is pursue forgetting what lies behind we press on toward what lies ahead the first half of 2020 is thankfully in the rearview mirror amen who, who would have thought pastor would be talking about 2020 like it's a thing really like but that, it's it's hard it's heavy on us there's a lot that has happened this year and thankfully it's in the rearview mirror I'm reminded of what the Bible says, like the guy, the, 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 the man who puts his hand to the plow and gets to work and looks back is unfit for the kingdom. It's time to get to work and keep moving forward. Amen. To pursue and find out what has what he has in store for us for the rest of the year. 2020, half of it is in the rearview mirror. We're not going back. Nobody, nobody ever goes back to the starting line when they're running a marathon. We have to keep moving forward. And as long as we keep moving forward, as long as we keep pursuing, there's a spiritual second win in store for us. It is just 
ahead. I love what a fresh wind does. I'm going to talk about three things that a fresh wind does for us spiritually in this season. First, a fresh wind gives new strength. How many of y'all need some strength today? Some endurance. Fresh wind brings new strength. Those that wait on the Lord will gain new strength. Those that keep on keeping on. You know, I spent almost 10 years in the army. And every six months, you had to do this thing called the army physical fitness test. Where's my army guys? Right? What do you call it in the Air Force? Is there any Air Force people in here? Fantastic. I meant, I meant not fantastic that there's nobody here. I meant like, y'all stay with me, okay? Right? The APFT, and part of the APFT, what is it called now? The ACFT? Right? And there's like all kinds of stuff in that one. I got out of the army just in time. Right? But I remember, hey, we used to have like some, some junior enlisted people that struggled running. I, I'm, y'all, I'm not a runner. Like, even I hated running, right? And so there was times that in order to help, because we don't just, like, expect anybody to fail. That is never the goal. Especially as NCOs, we're not like, hey, just go out and run this two-mile, do your best. We'll pray for you. That's a thing, right? That's the church right there. We'll, we'll pray for you. But here's the thing. If we know somebody is struggling. If I knew one of my soldiers was struggling, I would come alongside them. I, I'm not getting graded. This isn't for me. This isn't my score, but I'm going to help my soldier. And I'm going to be called what's called a pacer. Have you, anybody ever been a pacer in here? All right, y'all, I need y'all to be with me right now. Right? And so that person would come alongside the runner and help them and say, hey, look, I'm on pace right now. You've got to stay with me. You've got to keep going with me. And so we would help them. We would push them. We can't physically push them, but we would help them. We would motivate them and encourage them. Hey, don't give up now. You're almost there. We've got a time to meet. We got, there, look, there's a time that we've got to meet, church. There's a time coming soon, and, and we've got to stay strong. We've got to pace some people. We've got to come out and encourage them. We can't we just say, hey, Caleb, I know you're struggling. I'm praying for you. No, we got to. We got to come alongside. We got to help them, right? We got to pace them. And, and so that, that's what I love about this. God is our pacer. That was an amen moment right there. God is our pacer. He paces us. Look, he, he does not grow tired. He does not grow weary. And he's in our corner. And he's pacing us. He's coming right alongside of us. And it says right there in verse 28, he doesn't grow weary. He doesn't lose strength. And he gives that same strength and gives that same power to those who need it. For them to keep going because he's not going to leave us nor forsake us. So he wants to come alongside of us and help us. Amen? He is our pacer. He comes alongside and he pours into us. And he does that through the power of the Holy Spirit. By giving us ability. Sometimes the best ability is availability. And just putting myself to the side and saying, God, whatever you need. That's huge, especially in this season, because we've all got our own opinions. We've all got our own thrones that we're sitting on right now. And some of us just need to get off the throne and put Jesus back on the throne. The best ability is availability. And saying, God, I'm here. What do I need to do? I need to come alongside my brother Caleb. I'm going to come alongside. Tell me. Give me the ability and the capability to help him. Give me the words to speak to pour into him. Amen? The Spirit comes and gives, the, the Spirit comes and gives us that power, that ability, the fresh wind, the breath of God. Look, when God created man, he poured life into him by breathing into his nostrils. 
That same word ruach is the same word for the Holy Spirit. He poured the Holy Spirit, and, and he did that on, in Acts chapter 2, in, in the day of Pentecost. He breathed into the upper room and gave new life and brought a new season and brought a new power and ability to the church. To breathe the fresh air, the fresh wind, the fresh breath of God. To those who are weary and tired and losing strength, he's a good pacer. Keep up with him. How? How can I possibly keep up? Keep up? How can I possibly keep going? I love what verse 31 says. It says, those that wait on the Lord. Those that wait on the Lord. And that means to be steady, to be steadfast, to be expectantly steadfast, to know that if I am still and submitted to the one who has strength and power and authority, to know if I am still, I will see my salvation. To stand and see the work of the Lord, the hand of the Lord. And so I am expectantly steadfast, waiting. There's another way I want to put this, and this is really huge. This kind of like was an eye-opener for me. That word right there, wait, in Hebrew is kava. How many of y'all heard that before? Kava. This is so cool. It's so cool. It literally means... To bind together by twisting. To bind together by twisting. Those who bind together with the Lord shall renew their strength. Those who bind together and become intertwined with all that He is gain new strength. Amen? So that word right there means to bind together. My will intertwined with his will. My passions intertwined with his passion. It is then and only then he fills in the missing pieces. And that's exactly what the peace of God is. Peace of God means completely whole, complete. And I don't know about you, but some of us are just lacking everything right now in 2020. And we just need, if we can just learn to bind together abide with him and he will abide in you if we could just learn to bind together and intertwine with all that he is he fills in those missing pieces and we experience the peace of god and that peace gives us strength and hope and endurance amen he fills in those missing pieces his strength overcomes our weaknesses in fact his strength is made perfect in our weakness and this is why jesus says come to me all you who are weary and I will give you rest and you will take my yoke upon you. I love that. You will take my yoke upon you. Get yoked up with Jesus. Hashtag yoke. <laughs> Caleb, come here, bro. This is how I say, y'all know what a yoke is? I'm not talking about eggs, Benedict, or omelets. Right? Y'all know what yoke is? So there was this, there was this mechanism. There was this mechanism. <laughs> You're taller than I thought you were, <laughs> right? And it was like this wooden piece. It, 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 what happened is they would put it on like an ox or a donkey or a horse, right? And they would, they would yoke up together. Put your arm around me, man. They would yoke up together. And what happened, y'all, y'all seen this before. One can put 1,000 to flight. Two, 10,000 to flight. So when I come alongside... And yoke up with Caleb, we can pull so much more. 
And, and that's what Jesus is saying here. Come to me, all who are weary, all those who are weak, all of those who are just completely exhausted and overwhelmed. Come to me, one, I'll give you rest, and then you can take my yoke upon you. Right? And, and so what he does is he helps us, and he moves with us, and he, and he gives us the strength and the endurance to keep on moving and to keep on going. But this is what I love. If I am yoked up with the King of Kings, if I am yoked up with the Lord of Lords, if I am yoked up with He who is strong, then I have to follow where the stronger one leads. Does that make sense? So, so if, if, if I'm yoked up with God, and he's going one way. There's no way I can get away from him. Unless I were to break the yoke. And then I'm on my own. So, so Jesus is saying, come to me all who are weary and yoke up with me. I want to go with you. I want to give you that strength. Wait on me. Bind together with me. Yoke up. So we can keep moving. So we can keep going. Thank you, bud. Right? You have to, if you're going to make it, how many of y'all want to make it? If you're going to make it, you got to, you got to, if you want victory, you got to yoke up with the victor. If you want freedom, you got to yoke up with the conqueror. Amen. I talked about it this morning. We celebrated Independence Day yesterday. I love that. Independence Day. I saw somebody on Facebook said, marked safe from the British kingdom today. Marked safe from the Redcoats or something like that. Right? But we celebrated Independence Day yesterday. And so we live in freedom. But here's the thing I pointed out to our, our, our serve team this morning during our morning rally. We are free. We have been delivered. But we are only free and maintain our freedom and deliverance when we are dependent on the one who gives freedom. Amen? We have to be dependent, yoked up on he who is strong and mighty. Amen. Get yoked up. Somebody put that in the Facebook feed. Get yoked up. Hashtag yoked. It's a thing. It's going to be a thing. <laughs> Look, when you're feeling overwhelmed, this is the peace of God. Everything is falling apart. He is the peace that passes all understanding. I don't get it. All this chaos that's going on around me, yet I have peace. My work is not considered essential, yet I have peace. My stimulus check still hasn't come in yet, yet I have peace. My business is shuttered, yet I have peace. Because I am bound together with the peace speaker. And no matter what is going on around me, I have peace knowing that he takes care of his children. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. I have peace knowing that he takes care of his children. Amen. And that peace means the completeness, the wholeness of God where he fills in the missing pieces and we rest knowing that he is in control, that he has been in control and he will always be in control. The world is out of control, but he is always in control. Amen. I love what Psalm 29, 11 says. The Lord gives strength to the people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. And Psalm 46 says, our, He is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. His strength is our peace and our goal, our pursuit, 
our passion must be to be bound together with him. We are, so, we are to be so intertwined that we don't even know where we begin, but we're found in him. Amen? So intertwined with him that we are found in him. I begin in him, and it's then that I catch that second breath, that fresh wind that makes me soar above my problems, soar above my cares, my concerns. The second wind that makes me soar above my peers that are drowning in the storm. But this is what I love. If, if he's going to give me the strength to rise up on wings of eagles, that means I have been elevated to a new level. But at the same time, it means those around me are now looking up. And the Bible says, where does my help come from? I lift my eyes to the mountains. I lift my eyes up. I lift up my head and find my salvation. So, so when we rise on the wings of eagles and we soar to that new level with our, this new strength, this new desire to keep on going, other people around us begin to notice that there's something different. Those that are, are drowning in the chaos around us, that are drowning by, by all of the waves, they see us walking on the sea. And they say, I need that. So we become a beacon of hope for salvation for people. And we bring people one step closer to the one who gives us strength. Amen? That's powerful to rise up, to go to that new level, that next level, to get into this new season with new strength. Lift your head up. Let people see where their help comes from. I love what Psalm 121 says. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. We just read it in Isaiah that the maker, the creator of the ends of the earth does not become weary or tired. The maker of heaven and earth gives me strength and gives strength to those around us. Pastor, how can I find strength to go on? Number one, I think is, is obvious. You need to find yourself in the presence of God daily. And at this time, of day, this, this season that we're in, it, it needs to be like every moment to find yourself in the presence of God always. Not just in the morning, not just in the evening, not just on Sundays. Hear me? Always, in every moment, to pray without ceasing. To get into the Word so much that it becomes part of your vocabulary, that it becomes part of your prayers, that it becomes part of who you are. That you walk in it and walk it out every single day. Matthew eleven thirty said, learn from me. He said, put on my yoke and learn from me in gentleness and humility. Yoking up, becoming intertwined and bound together helps us to learn from his word. To be relentless in prayer. Amen. Look, the current state of our society is going to do one of two things. It's going to force you to go deeper into the presence of God. Or it's going to force you away from the presence of God. And it all depends on who you're listening to. And it all depends on what you're ingesting spiritually. And yes, mainstream media, yes, social media, yes, anything that is not found in truth is feeding you spiritually. So it is best to be in the Word of God and listening to the word of God and basing all of that you are on the truth of the word because the truth sets you free. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Amen? Get into the word. Get into the word. Pray without ceasing. This current state is going to either push us deeper in or pull us further away. And look, I, I, as a pastor, I got to tell you, there's this great sifting that's happening right now. And that's why I want to go into this, this steadfast series. This is great. There, there, 
people are falling and dropping like flies. And I don't want that for you. I want you to remain steadfast and immovable. Because the king is coming. And are you going to be like, are you going to be like the ten virgins that didn't trim their lamps? They weren't prepared. They, weren't, they didn't have the oil in them. Or are you going to be the ones that are anointed and flowing in the oil? The king is coming. The bridegroom is coming for his bride. So there's this great, I see it as a pastor. There's this great sifting that's happening and people are falling. Guys, stay the course. Remain steadfast. There's this fresh wind that's coming. Walk in it. Breathe it in. Everybody take a breath. That's the breath of life in your lungs. And it only comes from one. The one. Amen. People will either turn their back on the world or turn their back on the word. Which way do you lean today? First, get into the presence of God. Second, get you into the presence of godly people. Get yourself into the presence of godly people. We've heard it in the Bible, bad company corrupts good character. Right? So the opposite must be true. Godly company promotes godly character. Amen? Get yourself surrounded in the presence of godly people. Ecclesiastes 4.12 puts it like this, A three-chord strand is not easily broken. And when I am bound together, not, with, not just with him, but when I am bound together with people like him, then I become a three-chord strand that's not easily broken. And, and 2020 can throw what they want at me. You're not going to break me. Amen. I'm winding down. I'm winding down. That's the power of community. It's the power of church growth. The power of growing together, coming alongside of each other and helping each other out. These things strengthen us. Amen. The second thing that a fresh wind brings is a new season. Fresh wind brings a new season. How many of y'all love hurricane season? Right? No, I wish it was the hockey one, right? The hurricane season, the hurricane's coming, right? What is it? Is it, is it June through October? This year it was like April through October, right? We had two, two major, or not the major, we had two hurricanes before the season even started, right? 2020, right? But, and, and, and we've done a lot with the hurricanes that have come. We had Florence come through, was it last year, two years ago? Matthew came through a couple of years ago. Y'all... Our church does so much for this community and the community around us through our loft assistance center, our loft program that we have. So I, I, I want y'all to know, like, Florence came through, and how many truckloads did we just give out to the community, Emily? Truckloads of food and, and clean water, clothing. A lot. A lot. And so that's what we need to be as a church, a beacon of hope in our community. Right? So I just want to give a shout out to our Loft Assistance Center, our volunteers. If you've ever volunteered with the Loft, like you guys are amazing, the unsung heroes in this community. I love you all. You're amazing. And if you ever desire to like, if you have a desire to help the Loft, we are always in need of canned goods. Always. Non-perishable items, all that kind of stuff. So bring it in. Next week is Send It Sunday week. Everything that comes in goes out and that includes canned goods. Amen. So, hey, but our loft is so much, and we've always been a part of, of helping our community and during the hurricane season. And so, but a lot of times we just, we just dread hurricane season. We're like, oh, here comes another 
hurricane. But did you know hurricanes benefit the earth? I know some of y'all are like, what? Let, let me read this because I, I want, I want y'all to, to hear it. This is why it's important to change our perspective on everything. It's important to change our perspective on what has happened in 2020 so far. And if you have not gotten our newsletter that we sent out last week about all that God has done in the last six months, check your email. It's probably there. Check our Facebook page. It's there. It's been a crazy six months, but God has done amazing things through the church and through you guys and through this community. So I want, you to, I want to encourage you to check it out. But we just have to change our perspective. We're in this, we're this uh, hurricane season now. And, and, and the thing is, uh, hurricanes actually benefit... Uh, the, the, the earth, it's, they serve as a huge benefit. It's all about changing your perspective. Hurricanes regulate the temperature of the earth's surface. And, and I can get into the science of it all, but basically, long story short, because I'm, I'm winding down on time, long story short, hurricanes usher in and help transition into the new season. Without a season of hurricanes, we wouldn't be able to go to summer to fall. And I love fall. It helps regulate. See, this is, this is like, we hate storms, but storms are needed because it helps us transition into a new season. And I don't know about you, but I need a new season right about now. I need new things. I need there to be a shifting happening in the spiritual realm and in the atmosphere that says, look, it's a new season. It's a new day. A fresh anointing is coming my way. It's a season of power and prosperity. Thank you. It, it ushers in new seasons. Without the wind, there cannot be a transition into the new season. The wind is needed to transition. So I love what Ecclesiastes 3 says, For everything there is a season. I've kind of adopted this verse in the last couple of weeks. For everything there is a season. And for every season, and there is a reason for every season, there is a purpose for every season. Amen? A time for every purpose under heaven. In other words, there is a purpose for everything that is happening. Find it. Pursue it. We can't just write things off. Look, this is the day that the Lord has made. And it doesn't look like the day I would want. It doesn't look like the day I would create. But I know nothing. So I need to rejoice and be glad that I have a whole breath of lungs in my life. That I have life. That I can praise. That I can find the purpose for this season. It's a, and that's the thing, it's a season, it doesn't last forever. It brings us into a new season. And I love what we see throughout the Bible. Every time we see a mention of the word wind or breath or the Spirit of God, there's always new life and new seasons. We see in Genesis chapter 1, the Ruach or the wind of God, the Spirit of God hovered over the surface of the waters and of what was formless and void, the Spirit brought creation and creation happened. That same blast of wind entered man and made him a living being. The same blast of wind split the Red Sea and the children of Israel walked from captivity and bondage into promise. Amen. The same blast of wind came from the four corners of the earth and there rose a mighty army in the valley of dry and dead bones in Ezekiel 37. Look, there's, there's new seasons and new life every time the wind blows. Every time there's a blast of fresh air. And in, the, in Acts chapter 2, there's a blast of wind that sounded like a hurricane invading the upper room. And it catapulted the church into a new season. Amen. 
There's a new season coming and a blast of breath will keep you going and keep you steady and steadfast and immovable, but you've got to breathe it in. Amen. So I want to encourage you to take a step back and just take a breath. I have to tell that to my kids sometimes. Hey, stop, stop. Just take a breath. And I think that's what God is telling his spiritual children. That's what God is telling his children right now. Step back. Take a breath. Take a breath of my power. Take a breath of my strength. Take a breath of my Holy Spirit that will enable you and keep you and comfort you and guide you and sustain you that will never leave you or forsake you. Amen. Step back. Take a breath. For some of us, we need the blast of breath to blow on us, to blow in our home, to blow in our marriage, to blow in our careers, to blow in our relationships, to blow on our finances. We need a breakthrough. We need the power of God, the breath of God to breathe life into us, into our community. Amen. Because there's too many people that are focused on a politician and their legislation and not the king of kings and his word. And we need to be that beacon, that city on a hill that cannot be hidden, that always points and directs to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. I like the conversation Ezekiel has with God in Ezekiel 37. God asks him, hey, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, can these bones live? And I love Ezekiel. He's not like, well, if we do this, this, that, and that, then maybe we can. No, he says, God, you know. Only you know. Listen, there has to be some humility in our life. And we just say, God, only you know. Only you can. Remove me completely. Remove me off my pedestal. Take my own agenda out of it. Because God, only you know. Only God knows. And because he knows, that means I don't know. And I think we just have to be humble about that. I just don't know. But God knows. And I must rely on him. And that's what Paul means in Romans chapter 8. He says, we don't know how to pray how we should. But the spirit. I love that. But the breath. But the wind. But the fresh air. But that, that second wind. But that fresh wind of God speaks on our behalf. Paul says, I don't know. We don't know. But the Spirit knows. And because the Spirit knows, he continues to say, and now we know that God works all things together for our good. I don't know. The Spirit knows. And because the Spirit knows, I know God is working everything out for my good. For those that are bound together with him and intertwined with him. Amen. We know that he causes all things to work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. It's when you submit and say, God, I can't, but you can. I think of bending palm trees during a storm. Y'all have ever gone to like the beach and after a hurricane or whatever, and the palm trees are just like bent over? And that's like a permanent thing. They're, complete, they're, they're, they're in submission to the wind. And, and I think of like all of the debris that's just flying around and being scattered in submission to the wind. And, and I think... I think of, of, of the flying debris. I think of, uh, of a tattered flag. We see the flag flying and there's all these heavy winds and it becomes ripped apart. The appearance of the flag is completely changed and permanently changed because of the effects of the wind. Listen, when you are completely submitted 
to the wind. We, are, we will be permanently bowed in submission. We will be permanently changed. And we will be permanently moving with the Spirit. When the Spirit says, move, I move. Because in Him, I live and move and have my being. These are permanent effects. And our lives must be the same way. Bowing in submission. Looking different than those around us. And always on the move. We have to acknowledge that we are not enough. We cannot make it on our own. Amen. And lastly, the fresh wind brings strength, it brings new seasons, and it brings new sounds. I love that. We hear, we see the effects of the wind, right? But we also hear the sound of the wind. Acts chapter 2, they were all in the room, and there was a sound of a mighty hurricane, a mighty gust of wind that came and invaded the place. And not just the sound in the room changed, but the sound in their dwelling place changed. Does that make sense? God came and completely changed their own sound and gave them a new language to speak. And from the sound that they were making in response to the sound of the Holy Spirit, thousands came to the family of God. It changes our sound. The Spirit is always moving. There's never been a time that the Spirit has not been active. The first page of the Bible, we see the Spirit moved over the, over the face of the deep. On the last page, we see the Spirit and the bride say, come. The Spirit is always moving. And when the wind blows, we see the effects and we hear the sound. Amen. There's an intertwining that has to happen where we abide in the presence of God. Just like in Acts chapter 2, Jesus said, go and wait for me in Jerusalem. There's that word again. Wait for me. Abide in me and I will abide in you. We become intertwined together. Amen. And it changes things in our life. Suddenly there became a sound of a mighty rushing wind. We need a fresh wind experience to not just change our season. Listen to me. Not to just change our season, but to change our speech in this season. So that people can hear the mighty works of God in this season. Amen. To proclaim the wonderful works of God. This goes back to a soaring high on the wings of eagles and, 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 and directing people's focus. Not only do, we, do they see us, but they hear us audibly to change what people hear because one day soon there's going to be a sound of a trumpet. One day soon there's going to be a sound of the trumpet and the church will be here no more. Amen? And I want to ride that sound. And I want to bring as many people as I can on that ride with me. Amen? There's a sound coming. It's not just a new season, there's a new sound that's coming. And he's going to call his church together. A fresh wind brings new sound. I also think of Joshua. I promise I'm coming to a close. I'm going to wrap this up really quick. I also think of Joshua, right? The children of Israel, Jericho. Y'all remember Jericho? What was, what was the strategy God gave Joshua for Jericho? Walk around at one time for six days, not making a sound. On the seventh day, walk around at six times, not making a sound. Walk around it a seventh time and lift up a shout of praise. There was a new sound. They had lifted a sound and they lifted a new song and they released the trumpets. There was a blast of breath. Listen, there was, every time you speak, you're using the breath of God. Be a good steward of it for one. But every time you shout, you are using the breath of God to make praise to him, when you play an instrument, when you, when you play the sax, when you play the trumpet, you are using the blast of breath to make a sound. And so here, and I can just imagine the soldiers 
Joshua, we've been doing this for five days. We got to do another one? Yep. Joshua, we've been doing this for six days. We're going to go out again tomorrow. Joshua, you're crazy. People are going to look at you like you're crazy, but stay in tune with what the Word of God is saying. Because there's victory if you stay according to the will, if you stay according to the strategy that God has in place. Amen. So I can imagine they're going around six times and Joshua's like, all right, now listen, I want everybody to make the loudest noise you can. So they finally go through the seventh time and the walls fall flat. There is power in your praise. There's power in the new sound. I also love what, what the psalmist says. There's a new sound. There's a new song in my mouth and a song of praise in my heart. When the Spirit comes and gives us new strength and moves us into a new season, He gives us something new to declare and something new to proclaim. And I'm looking for some of the new stuff that's in store for us for the rest of this year. Amen? Stay the course. Release the sound. Release the sound of praise. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and be filled with the second wind of the breath of God and put that breath to work. We cannot be silent anymore. We're on the seventh lap around Jericho now. And it's time to lift up a shout of praise. It's time to lift a song of praise. We cannot go silent anymore. Amen? We, we see all these things in the news about these different states that are putting all these new mandates in place and saying that, that, that the church, I'm not trying to get political, I'm just saying, I'm, just, I'm making a point right here, that the church can't even sing anymore. Listen, the joke's on them. Because if I have to be silent, even the rocks will cry out. So either way, God's going to get his praise. Amen? Lift up a shout of praise. Lift up a song. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. And I raise a hallelujah louder than my unbelief. Sing it louder. Louder than ever before. Let people hear the song of deliverance. Let them hear the song of praise about the creator of the heavens and of earth who has not become tired or grow weary. It's when I lift a sound, a roar of praise that I find freedom and I find victory. Exodus 15, 2 says, The Lord is my strength and my song. They'll go, those will go together. If I'm going to have and walk in the strength of God, then I've got to walk in the song of God and lift up a shout of praise and lift up a song of praise. Amen. And he has given me victory. It's when I find that second wind, that fresh breath, that fresh wind, there's a new song in my mouth and a song of praise to our God. Amen. It's my praise that fixes my eyes on Him. Regardless of what's around me, it's my praise. It's the sound that comes out of my lip that fixes my eyes on Him. The author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. And I want to encourage you, partner up with the finisher. Keep going. Keep moving. Keep pushing. Pursue. He is the finisher. My praise intertwines and binds me together with the finisher so that I can run the race and I can run with endurance and remain steadfast and immovable. Would you stand with me as we close today? Father, we love you. We thank you for the Spirit of God. We thank you for your blast of fresh air, the fresh wind of God. We pray, God, that you would just give us that fresh wind today. Give us a second wind experience. Fix our eyes on you and our hearts on you and your word. Father, I pray that everybody here will become so intertwined 
with you and your will and your kingdom and your heart. Bind us together with you today. Move us closer to you. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for your victory, for the deliverance that is in you. And God, I just thank you for your love that constantly fights till I'm found. And when all seems lost, I am found with you. Father, you are my song. You are our victory. You are our praise. And because my life moves with your breath, my life moves with your spirit, with the fresh wind of heaven. In you, I, I live and move and have my being. I pray, God, that you would move us to new heights today, to a new season in you. Give us strength and endurance to continue on. Father, we know 2020 has been hard. It's been difficult. But nothing is too hard for you. We are steadfastly expectant. Father, I pray that you would give us strength, give us motivation, endurance. Keep our eyes on you and not the wind and the waves. Not on the storm, but on the peace speaker. let the people around you see Jesus in you let people see God working in you if God has done anything for you in the last six months declare it proclaim it that's why we sent out this newsletter because I know life has been hard I know it's been a crazy six months but God has done so much for us as a church in the last six months Go back and read that newsletter. It is a testimony of what God is doing here. And we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. I love what Erwin McManus says. He says, I wonder how many times you've hit the wall. You've lost your faith. You just felt exhausted and tired from life. Maybe that's why we keep missing our second wind because we think it's about us. Maybe we keep missing our second wind because we think it's about us. We think it's about my will. It's about my way. It's about me going on. Myself enduring. The opposite is true. The second wind is about God revealing himself in us and through us. thanks again for tuning in to this week's message from Reclamation Church. We pray it was a blessing to you. We want to encourage you to take this message everywhere everywhere with you and pour into those around you. And if you would love to be a blessing to the Reclamation Church ministry, you can easily give at our website at reclamationchurch.faith. Scroll down to the bottom and click on online giving. Or you can even text to give any dollar amount to 84321 and set up a giving account with Reclamation Church. Again, we pray that this was a blessing. Be a blessing to those around you this week. And may God bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Be gracious to you with the light of his countenance and, be, uh, and give you peace this week. Amen. Be blessed.